Bible Girl Podcast. I'm Jessica Robinson, and I've gathered my Bible, my journal, some study tools, and highlighters in every color for study time. From the practical to the inspirational, I pray that these podcasts give you the tools and motivation to be a Bible Girl, too. It's so great to be back podcasting again after a few months away. I had cancer surgery in uh, January and I'm doing well. I'm getting back to work and it's really exciting to be jumping back into my life. Uh, My strength is returning and I'm feeling pretty good. I thank all of you for your prayers, those who have texted me or sent me um, messages through social media. I really appreciated knowing how much uh, you, you have kept me in your thoughts and, and in your prayers through this time. I'm excited to get back into podcasting. I'm not quite sure what we're going to tackle this spring. I have a lot of random ideas swirling around in my head, but um, I'm excited to get back to it and to start off on some things. I decided I wanted to start out each podcast with something fun. So I've added this little section in the beginning before we jump into the meat of the podcast that I'm calling grace notes. We're going to have a few grace notes at the beginning of each podcast. Now, for those of you whose elementary school years weren't consumed with piano lessons, let me explain what a grace note is. A grace note is an extra note. They're they're not written in the musical composition that you're playing or performing. It is something that you just add in. It adds a little bit of flair or uh, personality. They're very unique to the musician. People add them different places. Um, And it's just a way just to kind of add something, um, just a little spark of something into a piece of music to lighten it up or to make it more personal. And so I'm going to be adding a few of those little uh, personal things to the front, not so much about my personal life, but about things that I personally am enjoying or learning from. These might be book recommendations or a movie I saw that I can't stop thinking about, or even things about uh, subjects that are really close to my my heart, things that I feel passionate about or things I enjoy, like maybe um, a a good album I'm listening to or something I'm currently playing around with in my craft room or something like that. So some days they'll just be one, some days two and three. Um, You never know what I might have for you. Uh, Today I'm just going to mention a few things uh, briefly. One is that I picked up a copy of Shannon Noel's 100 Days of Bible Promises. She is the inventor of Illustrated Faith and the, the author of a lot of their materials. And she um, is got this book that's just recently released with a bunch of Bible promises. A lot of people are going to be uh, doing the art journaling type Illustrated Faith stuff through it. But I'm going to be using it to do verse mapping. Each entry comes with anywhere from like three or four or five verses um, kind of in the uh, extra space of the page. And I'm going to pick one out and in the blank space, I'm going to verse map it. And I'm hoping to be able to do that for 100 days. Officially, the 100 day project starts um, on the 3rd of April. But I got went ahead and got started yesterday because I'm trying to also do something for every day of April as kind of a discipline thing. So I just decided that this would be it and I would get started two days early. If you want to see what I'm doing with the verse mapping in the book, you can take a look at my Instagram. Um, I have, uh, I'll be posting pictures there, not daily, but quite often throughout the month. 
Another thing is I, I recently picked up a copy of the ESV Illuminated Bible, and I am in love with all the gold designs and very old style classic artwork that's in it. It's just beautiful. The thing that I'm the most in love with, though, it is the thickest Bible paper I've seen in a while. There's been a, a real trend. It just seems like Bible paper just keeps getting flimsier and um, the recent uh, two Bibles that I purchased uh, recently had such thin paper that I couldn't even highlight or write notes and even colored pencil showed through darkly on the other side. But this paper in this Bible is just beautiful. Um, I'm really uh, excited about the way the Bible is designed and the, the quality and the artwork that went into it. So if you're looking for a new Bible, that's a good one to check out. The last thing I have is it's it's April, it's spring, and everyone's going to be spring cleaning. I have a little spring cleaning tip for you. This isn't so much to do with cleaning because I hate cleaning, but I do love clearing clutter. And if I had um, to reinvent myself into a new career, I'd probably be a professional organizer. I like to conquer chaos. And so here's a tip of what to do with all those odds and ends that you have around your house that you're afraid to throw away but you're not really sure you need them. There's something like maybe um, a, a couple of screws and you're not sure what they're from, or it might be a little tool that you use to put a furniture together that it came with the furniture, but you're not sure whether you're gonna need it again or if that furniture is still even in your house. Or maybe it's, it's, it's just odds and ends that you're holding on to, and you just feel like the minute I throw this away, I'm gonna need it. And so they're just kind of randomly sitting around your house. I'm gonna tell you what to do with those. So what you do is you gather them all up and you put them in a box and uh, just throw them all in the box. And then on the box, you write the date of that current day's date. So once you do that, everything's in the box, put a lid on the box, date the box, and then put it somewhere out of the way. You can put it in the garage or closet or your basement, anywhere you want that's kind of out of the way. Okay, once you've put the box somewhere, you've just stuck it out of the way, you can go back in it when you need something. So let's say you figured out what this item was or yes, I really did need that. Go get it out of the box and find a new home for it, find a place where it belongs. And on the box, cross out the old date and write that day's date. So let's say that you took something out of it tomorrow. So you would cross out the date that was on the box and you would put April 3rd, 2018. Now, you can continue to do that. Keep taking things out of the box when you need them and, re and uh, redating the box as you go. But you can't put anything back in the box. If you take something out to use it, then you know what it's for and it needs to either have a home or it needs to go in someone else's home or go in the trash or whatever when you're finished with it. Don't put anything new in the box, okay? So then when a full year has gone by, and you've taken nothing out of the box, then just take the box and throw it away unopened. Don't open it up, trust me on this. If you haven't used anything in that box for a whole year, it is unlikely that you're gonna need anything from it. But if you open it up, you're gonna start second guessing yourself. So put everything in your box, 
hide it away somewhere out of the way, get the things out you need to, keep adding the current date each time you take something out, and when 12 full months have gone by with nothing being removed, get rid of the box and uh, I think that you'll be okay. So that's just a little spring cleaning tip for some of the clutter out there and uh, maybe we'll have some other clutter uh, grace notes along the way since that's something that I get really excited about when I talk about organizing and cleaning things. So our topic today is going to kind of be a follow-up from our scripture writing for March. I titled the March scripture writing verses to get you through and today's podcast is called thoughts to get you through. The verses that we wrote through the March scripture writing were verses that I specifically chose to read and meditate on during my surgery uh, recovery period and as I've been navigating this world of cancer. It was important to me to do that, to go into this with the right mindset, and we're going to talk about that um, today. So I chose these verses and I decided to use them for the March scripture writing and I've been hearing that many of you are really finding these verses encouraging and inspiring and they've been very helpful. I had someone tell me yesterday that this was the best scripture writing we've done yet. And so we're in our three, third year, so I feel like that was a, a really good compliment and I'm glad that these verses have been speaking to you. I could, there were 31 days of March scripture writing and I could give you 31 points to today's podcast, but I'm just going to point out four uh, verses and uh, what the focus was for me in those verses and why I chose them because I think that these are the four out of all the verses, these are the four thoughts that have helped me the most this time through. And so I don't, I don't know what you're facing in your life right now. I, I think it's a, a really solid bet that, that most everyone listening to this podcast has some area of their life that they're struggling, whether it's their health or a family member's health or a relationship problem or financial issues or a job problem, or maybe it's a, a, a child that uh, has special needs or is failing in school or adult children with their own problems that weigh on your heart, just whatever it is. We all have these periods in our life where we're facing something that's really difficult. And we have to get through it. We have to work through it, walk through the path that has been laid out before us. And so today I want to share with you four things that got me through that have that are even now today helping me get through and uh, the first one is from the verses that we wrote in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And many of you are familiar with the early part of Ecclesiastes where um, he talks about um, in chapter 3, it just begins that there's a season and a time for everything. So there is a time to be born and a time to die, to plant and to harvest, a time to kill or to heal, break down, build up, weep, laugh, mourn, dance. Um, there's such a list in here. And for me, that was a comforting reminder that, you know, there we can't always have those high moments. There are going to be times where we're going to have to slow down, where we're going to have to, to weep, and we're going to have to mourn, and we're going to have to struggle, that these are natural things, that there is an ebb and a flow to life, a, a seasonal 
um, thing that may not always be evident on the outside, but is certainly true in our spirits where there are good days and bad days and there are seasons of life where we just have to battle through them. And then uh, good days will come again. And that was very encouraging to me. But the real part of this passage that I wanted to remember and kind of going into this comes after that section, after he reminds us, he says, uh, Solomon says in verse 11 that he, talking about God, has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. And these two verses here, this this uh, verse here, verse 11, was so comforting to me because it reminded me of something really important that I wanted to remember. And that is that God will not make sense to me. What God does and how he allows things, the periods of sorrow and joy that he allows into our lives, the, the, the weeping and the laughing and the mourning and the dancing and how those things come together and in the unique plan that he has for my life is not going to make sense that he has put this eternity in a demand's heart he's given us this understanding that there is more to life and there is purpose beyond our suffering and yet we don't quite understand how those things come together from beginning to end as we look at our lives it just doesn't make sense to us what god is doing and it was comforting to me to realize that it it's not going to it's not supposed to and I didn't have to work it out in my head and make sense of it. I just had to understand that I'm not going to understand what God is doing at this point. And I may never, ever understand, but I know that he makes everything beautiful in its time. And it's interesting that Solomon kind of wraps up this section by saying that he figured out that there's really nothing better for us to do than to be joyful and to do good, and that we should eat and drink and take pleasure in all of our toil because this is God's gift to man. And he's saying to just, you know, enjoy what God brings to your life, work through it, do live, do the good that you can in each situation, make sure that in the good moments you enjoy it, take pleasure in what God is bringing, find those things to take pleasure in, even in all this toil, as he says, that God is, is working and he is working things out. So for me, it was important for me to remember that God is not going to make sense. And it's not my responsibility to try to figure it all out. My responsibility is just to trust him. Another thing that got me through and was something that I, I greatly wanted to remember was Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. This verse has become very precious to me. It says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. The book of Jeremiah is a warning to the the people of God. Jeremiah is telling them that, you know, trouble's coming, that you're going to pay for what you've done, for the fact that you've abandoned God. He is not going to protect you any longer. And these nations who you've been warring against for years and who've been rising up to the east and the west and the north and the south, they're going to take over. And you're going to lose your autonomy. You're going to lose so many things. But he's saying in these verses that if your trust is in the Lord, if you will turn to him, you can still thrive and grow 
even now in the midst of these times of suffering. He's saying that this tree is planted by the water and it puts its roots out so that when the heat comes or the drought comes, he still has fruit. He's still green and there are still blooms and the fruit blooms on this tree. Even in times of drought, when the other trees around in the area might not be, this tree has deep roots deep in the water. It was a nice reminder to me and a thought that gets me through is that growth and vitality is still possible even now. There is still growth to be had even in the midst of times where your focus and your attention is on something different because your suffering is so great or because it's all you can do each day just to get up and take care of the things that you need to do. There's no extra time for things and you you just kind of get in that tunnel vision I remember last year, this this was a verse that really helped me greatly. Last year when my mother was so ill, I, I basically got up, took care of what she needed. I went to work and tried to work as furiously as I can in, in short of a time as I could and uh, leave and either go to the hospital to see her or to go home and to uh, give, cook food for her and help her get uh, around the house and whatever she needed done. And I just each night collapsed into bed exhausted. My my focus was so narrow. It was just doing the absolute positive bare minimum of my own life to survive, keep getting a paycheck, getting to work, and then taking care of her health and making sure that she had what she needed. And I realized that even though my focus was so narrow and I wasn't dealing with anything else, that God was using those experiences to really uh, bring fresh life into my spirit in ways that I didn't see until it was over. And so as I went into this time of knowing I was going to have surgery and a recovery period and maybe have to go on and, and have other treatments, I wanted to remember this thought I knew was going to be important to, to getting through this, was that I needed to remember that, that there was still growth, that I could still... Um, I could still learn and that God could still change me, that he could still bring growth and vitality to my life because my roots were firmly planted in him and in his word. Another thing I, I wanted to remember, and this is one of those things I, I tell people a lot, and I think that we forget it so quickly. A, a thought that I did not want to let go of was that this isn't the detour. This is the plant. We often face difficult things in our lives and, and we think, well, we need to get, you know, we need to get back to where we were before. We need to get this behind us. We need to get back to normal. We need to get back to, you know, that life we had back here before these things. And in Psalm 27, in the first couple of verses, the psalmist writes, be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings, I will take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. God's purpose is being fulfilled in my life and in your life and here in the psalmist's life, even though sometimes that purpose comes through storms of destruction. And we tend to think that we just need to kind of get through this thing or skirt around it if, we, if we're so lucky to be able to do that so that we can get back to what God has called us to do. 
get back to the, the, the ministry or the, the work or the purpose that we feel God has for us. And, and we don't uh, take enough time to really process the thought that if God is allowing this in your life, this is the plan. Whatever the next step of your growth and development is, where you're at right now is taking you there. Whatever God is allowing in your life, whether it's cancer or a sick parent or an, uh, a difficult child or a troubled relationship, whatever God is allowing there is the plan and there is, the, is work to be done. But like the psalmist, remember, you take refuge in God in the shadow of his wings. Hunker down as close to God as you can during these times and understand that this storm of destruction is passing by as God is holding you against him in his wings and that you can trust that his promises will still be fulfilled, that his promise is working in the midst of that destruction. It isn't a detour. It is the plan all along. The reason why I wanted to keep some thoughts in my head and some verses to meditate on as I went through this is because, and this is the last thought that's really important, that it matters where you put your focus. It matters what you think about when you wake up in the morning. In any situation, good and bad, this is true, but boy, it's especially true in the dark times. Because it, with one moment of meditating on something that is not true, you can derail your whole attitude for the day. That was one of the hardest parts of, of the surgery and the recovery for me. I struggled a lot with some medications I was on giving me anxiety, which I don't normally have. And I was wrestling with that and I realized early on that it was incredibly important for me to continually drag my focus away from what I was afraid of and what wasn't working well and how my body wasn't responding like I wanted it to and how tired I was and how hard everything felt. I, I had to take my focus off of those things and I had to put my focus on something else because it matters. It matters where my focus is because that's gonna determine how the rest of the minutes of my day go. In Psalm 33, in verse 20 through 22, it says, O Lord, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. When you're going through something difficult, you know there's a period of time where you're just waiting for God to act. You've done everything you can. You're being as faithful as you can in the moment. You're, you're doing everything that you know to do. The rest of it lies with God. And so we wait for him. But we don't passively wait. We actively wait. We put our trust in him. We are glad in him. We put our gaze on the Lord, our focus on him and what he is doing. And we, we trust in him every time we willingly turn our gaze away from the negative away from the uh situation that we're in and put it on him put our focus on who he is and what he does on his goodness and his love and his mercy on the fact that he has a purpose for our life that he's still growing uh, us inside that he's still working these things out and that he's not going to make sense if we put our focus on these things and we remember them in the midst of the situation that we're in we can get through it we can get through it i said from the very beginning in fact before i even knew i had cancer 
I was praying on the way home from work one day and I just I just was filled with such such love for the Lord and I just said God if I have cancer help me to do it well I I want to do it well I want to trust you I want to keep my eyes on you I don't want to look at the the discouragement or darkness that will be so easy to easy to dwell on I want to see you you are who I want to focus on you where I want my gaze and I I ask God to help me do that and he did and he is even now in the midst of uncertainty there's been a few things that we've been uh, trying to figure out how to proceed some odd little things that have happened along the way that aren't quite normal and we're, we're trying with some doctors to figure out what to do next even in that uncertainty I have managed to cling to the Lord and hold on to him and I have felt such a confidence in knowing that he's in control of this what is getting me through is because this is where I'm putting my focus I chose these things before I ever faced surgery, before I even knew I had a cancer diagnosis when it was still just maybe. I began to compile these verses and compile these thoughts because they were something I knew I needed, and you need them too. Maybe not these exact points, but you need to find your own, your own verses and your own thoughts, the things that you know are true because the Bible tells you so. And you need to hold on to them because that's how you're going to get through whatever it is that he's called you to do. Whatever the plan is for your life, you can do it because he has given you the ability to do so. But you have to stay close to him. And that means good verses and good thoughts in your mind. That means a daily choice. A daily choice to choose where you'll put your focus and to live it out in each moment of the day. Something I've started doing when I first got home from the hospital and I started taking some painkillers and some antibiotics that were new to me and I didn't do well with them and I, I struggled to fall asleep at night and uh, faced a lot of anxiety and I, I used to lay in bed and as I would try to fall asleep I would begin to pray for the people that were in the same situation I was in. I began to pray for the people who were struggling with anxiety, for people that were in the hospital. And it wasn't like I was praying for people I knew, although there were some people I did know and could name. But I, I would just say things like, you know, Lord, for the people that are in the hospital tonight and can't get comfortable in that bed, for the people who are tossing and turning and afraid to fall asleep because they're afraid of night terrors or they're afraid of waking up and, and being disoriented and not knowing where they are, for the people that are sitting by a bedside watching their child struggle to sleep, for the people that are in the hospital with a friend or a family member. I just went through all of these, these things of people that were suffering in, in much of the same way that I was. And as I began to do that, I just felt like God's presence was with me in a real tangible way. And so as I've gone through recovery, I've weaned off those medications and, and I'm in a much better state emotionally now that all those are gone and I'm working my way through these things, I, I've kept this habit up. I lay in bed at night and I pray for the people who have a stressful day in the morning and are thinking about it instead of falling asleep. I 
pray for the people who are worried about their health or people that have big decisions to make and they need your God's guidance. And, and I just kind of begin to pray through these things. And, and invariably, my thoughts go toward all of the people who are suffering and just need a little hope. And so if that's you, know that I'm praying for you. I don't, I don't know your name. I may not recognize you on the street, but you're in my prayers. For those that are going through something difficult and just need some hope, who need a good focus, who need to know that God is good and God can be trusted, I pray for you. And I would just like to pray for you now to close out this podcast. God, you called all of us to walk a hard path from time to time. No one gets an easy life forever. Sometimes we get those beautiful moments where it's smooth sailing, but invariably it comes to the hard times because you know that they are what makes us grow. They're what helps our roots grow deep. They're what helps us solidify relationships. They're what draws us closer to you. They're what propels us to do great things for your kingdom. And so, Lord, I pray for each member of this audience right now who is listening to this podcast and who's struggling through something hard. Maybe they've been going through it a long time. Maybe it's just starting and they're looking out over this daunting prospect of when will it end? How long will this take? What will this mean for my life? God, I know you're good and that you can be trusted. I know that whatever you're doing in each of their lives, that it is going to be beautiful in its time. And I ask, Lord, that you fill them with your spirit of comfort, of direction, of wisdom. I pray that you would remind them of your love for them throughout the day, that you would give them these glimpses, these moments where they feel your presence and they know, they know who you are. And they know that you're doing good things. I pray, Lord, that as we work through these things, as we go through them, as we trust you, as we cling to you, as we put our focus on you, that you will also give us the boldness and the courage to speak about the ways that you have gotten us through, the ways that you've helped us, the ways that you've strengthened us, and that we would have that ability to encourage others with our stories. Because we know ultimately, Lord, everything draws glory to you. In Jesus' name, I pray these things. Amen. Thanks for listening. Go to BibleGirlPodcast.com to email me, download show notes, sign up for my newsletter, print the monthly scripture writing lists, and listen to past episodes. Join the Bible Girl Facebook group to get the latest podcast news and to interact with me and other listeners. I'm all over social media as Jesse L. Robinson. That's J-E-S-S-I-L Robinson. I'd love for you to friend or follow me. Join me again for another episode of Bible Girl.